Hey ladies, you know what time it is. It's breakthrough time and I am here to bring you messages of personal stories, exclusive one-on-one interviews with industry professionals, female leaders, entrepreneurs. If you're ready to break through every obstacle, overcome self-doubt, increase confidence, develop a positive mindset, hit subscribe and let's break through together. everybody. I am so excited for our interview today. I have the amazing Susie Evans, Miss Virginia USA 2020 with us. And I just want to first tell all of you what's kind of the game plan for this. I just started crowning conversations and Susie is actually the first one after Miss USA to jump on these crowning conversations. And I'm just super (laughs) excited to share her with all of you today and her journey at Miss USA. What she recommends to aspiring queens and title holders, and just a little bit of what her biggest dreams are and spread this with the world. So welcome, Susie. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and connect with you finally. Um, A former Miss Virginia USA, Ashley Vorath, is the one who got us in touch. So I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know that, but I absolutely loved her. And uh, is she going for Miss or the um, swimsuit, uh, sports illustrated. Yeah, and she's like just one of the most kind and amazing people I've ever met. So I hope she gets it. Yes, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be awesome? She's so cool, yeah, super down to earth. So, yeah. Well, Susie, tell us a little bit about your pageant journey. Um, You know, you were Miss Virginia USA, Teen USA 2011, Mm -hmm. is that right? Yes. So it's like literally coming up on a decade from when I was a teen to a miss, which I feel like is a kind of unique place to be. I don't think most people wait that long to come back. Um, So I feel like I'm a very different person from who I was when I was a teen. But um, I did my first pageant at like 13 years old and I was awful. Like I forgot my own name on stage. I had terrible stage fright and that's something I really had to work through over years of not only competing in pageantry but doing like school plays and chorus and all those like little things in between. Um, I had a lot of work to do and even at 17 years old I still really struggled with getting on stage and speaking in front of people but now at 27 I feel pretty confident. Um, I didn't really return to compete until I was 25 going on 26 uh, just because I knew I had a lot of growth to achieve before I would be ready to do something like this again. For sure. Yeah, I, I actually turned 27 at Miss USA. So I, I'm i only a couple years older than you. But yeah, I, I totally agree. It was like a, a period of growth. And I kind of want to go backwards a little bit because you have an awesome, awesome, like years in your 20s. You were living in Japan, working for Disney after college, yeah. going to Lindenwood in Missouri. So tell us about that experience of going to college in Missouri. Whoop, whoop. And uh, I kind of feel like you're a hometown girl a little bit. But... <laughs> I know. I just feel like that. We're connected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you went to college at Lindenwood in Missouri. And then after that, you went to Japan. Tell us about that experience and how, how it was. So I don't know if you know a whole lot about Lindenwood, but, um, well, you were crowned on technically on campus. And there's a really large international population at Lindenwood and nobody really knows why. They give a lot of scholarships out. I mean, that's how I ended up there. So I got a scholarship, Um, but I met so many different international students and I was like, just so intrigued by different cultures and 
over the summers, I would go to different countries and stay with friends from other places. And as I was kind of like graduating from Lindenwood, I kept telling people, oh, I'm going to go abroad. And I had no idea where I was going. Like I didn't have a plan. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't speak any other language fluently. Like I was like, you know, pretty good at Spanish and things like that. But I just kept saying it and everyone was like, okay, Susie, like, what are you going to do? So as a film major, I graduated, didn't get a job right away. So I was a waitress. I was a production assistant. I was doing side jobs. And um, I, like I said, I struggled with stage fright my whole life. I actually dropped out of musical theater as a major at Lindenwood. And I got this like burst of um, like confidence, I guess, the summer after graduating. And I just felt like there was no pressure to be perfect. I really like grew into my own of like accepting failure as a stepping stone to success. Like those were all kind of concepts that I had been working on and that summer I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to New York City and I'm just going to see what happens. I knew that there were some auditions that were for international contracts and Tokyo Disneyland was one of them. It was the first one that I walked into and somehow I made it through the dance section. I'm a terrible dancer, but I didn't get cut. And I kept making my way through the rounds. And I honestly think a part of it was just that I was like, so my attitude was so good. Like, even when I was messing up, I was just like, laughing through it or making it up my own dance or whatever was going on I just was like really trying to own like okay what would a Disney princess do what would a Disney princess do (laughs) and so I just like tried my best to make my to make my way through the rounds and I got to the final cut and then like two weeks later I had a contract in hand to move abroad for 12 months I ended up staying for 26 months um which was like so cool I I thought I was gonna live there forever like that's how much I loved Japan Um, but being there, like as a creative person, as somebody who loves to do videography and also just somebody who was like growing as a performer, I was around people who were so talented that I was like, I always have someone to film. I always have somebody to work on a creative project. There's people here who can teach me to tap dance or basic ballet or like improv acting, like people who've got an amazing skill set and background. So for two years, over two years, I was in Japan with just like some of the best performers in the world growing myself as an individual and as a creative so it was just like this amazing two-year period where i could just focus on myself and be abroad which was like the original dream when i was leaving london right gosh that sounds like such an awesome experience i studied abroad in florence italy and i was only there for six weeks but that was amazing. I mean, 26 months, that's a long time living in another country without just like having that commitment of being there for yeah even longer than that. So what a cool experience. I'm sure a lot of that, I mean, it just, we were talking, you know, off camera and I can just tell just how mature and confident and like cultured you are. Um, and that probably goes to show though, like with your experience too. And I didn't know, I guess you're 27. So it makes a little bit of a difference too, but, but your experience has been incredible. So, um, you know, during that time, there's something to be said too, I believe when it comes to pageantry about branching Mm -hmm. off, like you won back in 2011, you, you know, went to college, you did your career, obviously you're still going to do your career, but there's something to be said about stepping outside your comfort zone, going and doing something that doesn't have to do with pageantry at all, right. but you can, you learn so much when you go away. I did that with LA in sports reporting 
and I moved, I moved to LA and then I came back and I won that next year. And I seriously, yeah. when you were just saying that, I just had all these flashbacks because I was like, whoa, I feel like I did the same thing where it's like, you go and then you come back and yeah. you end up winning. And you have something to offer. <laughs> right. It, it yeah. feels like you've got like a skill, you know, or just like an understanding or, uh, I don't know, you, you come from a different world where at 17, I was just focused on like, okay, Miss, Miss Virginia Teen USA, Miss Teen USA. And that was like the end goal for me at 17 years old, where coming back at 26, going on 27, 27 at Miss USA, I was like, okay, this is just a stepping stone. This is just the beginning of, or potentially the beginning of something where that mindset was like totally different from when I was a teen, or even just people who are like, I think hyper-focused on pageantry in general, like only one person wins. So you got to have, right. you got to have more going on. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. And it, did you just, can I just ask you, do you feel old at Miss USA? <laughs> because I know I felt oh. like the grandma. I, okay. So it's so weird. Cause I feel like I'm stuck in the mentality that I'm like 22 years old, like in <laughs> my head, when I say that I'm 27, it, it's like, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy, especially because I'm looking around and the girls around me are literally like 21, 22, 23, 24. I know. Years old. That's like the main age group. And I, it, it really does blow my mind. So I'm like, whoa, like I'm 27. And we're in different places in our life. Oh my gosh, totally. I mean, <laughs> even from, you know, I was, I think Washington my year was 19. And then, you know, I was 27 as well. So it's like, how is this even fair? Like, yeah. How are we even in the same competition? And it was just yeah. like from 19 to let's say about 21, 22, you're, you're a certain person. I think you've right. been coming there, but then once you get to 22 and I sound really old talking like this, I'm kind of like <laughs> my parents telling me this, but it was like from 22 to then like 25 and then 25 to, to 30. I just feel like you change so much in those areas. And it's so interesting when you put all of us girls in one room, like how everybody is acting and you can totally see those different dynamics. Right. And even at the state level, sometimes I notice I've even had this thought, which is probably a bad thought because anybody could win. Anybody should win. If you're deserving, then like you should win. But sometimes I'll look at young contestants who are like 21 years old or even like 20 years old or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm like, if you just come back in three years, mm -hmm. you could be Miss Universe. Like yeah. you could be not just Miss Virginia, but you could be Miss USA. You could be Miss Universe, but maybe like they need a little more experience. They need a little bit more on their resume, but it's like, it's a tricky spot to be in because maybe you'll win Miss Virginia, but if you had gone and done this other thing that really would help you grow as a person then like maybe you could do so much more than Miss Virginia like that's where my mind goes with all of it I agree um but but also like sometimes people are like 21 and they're so so much further ahead than me and I'm like oh my gosh I wish I had this mindset or mentality when I was your age and some people just like have it so oh that's people are so true I totally forgot about that part yeah when you're I was sitting there at Miss USA. It sounds like you had the same thing where, yeah, those, like the 21 year olds, it was like, what was I doing at 21? I don't even know. It was like, how, like to have, like you said, that mindset, but did you grow up when you were a kid in pageantry at all? I did my first pageant at 13. Okay. So I did, I did it as a young teenager. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you didn't do pageants like as a, as a toddler, even it wasn't, I mean, 13 is yeah. still pretty young, but 
as a whole. And really like, wasn't into it. <laughs> they were right. like, this is the thing that Susie likes to do every summer. I did like one a year until I was 17 or yeah, probably 13 to 17. And yeah, they were just like, yeah, this is like this thing that she does. <laughs> like right. nobody knew how to, how to do it right or anything. Seriously. So <laughs> I have to ask you about your coaches. Did you just invest in so many coaches throughout the years of pageantry? So I never had coaches until recently, um, which was like a huge step for me because I've always been such a DIY girl. Mm -hmm. I'm like, read a book about it, you know, like watch a documentary and, and understand, you know, that's my mentality. I'm like, if I can understand the concept of how to become the best version of myself then I can do it. And, and I still think that is true to an extent, but I competed at Miss Virginia my first year, two years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, or Miss Virginia USA, and I got third runner-up. And I was like, I could probably win next year without investing in coaches. But I I talked with Craig Hughes. He's my fitness trainer. Yeah. And he convinced me to sign up with him. Was first of all the best decision I made because he connected me to other coaches like mental management coaches Heather Sumlin in Texas. I worked a little bit with Jorge. Um, he's one of our sponsors for Miss Virginia USA, and um, I worked with Lou briefly. I did like three sessions with her, and the experience that these people brought into my world, I was like amazed. And I walked away. I can honestly say I'm walking away from my years Miss Virginia after like hardcore prepping, mental management, and just like personal development, regardless of not placing at Miss USA, I am in like 10 times further than I was when I started this year because of the investments and the coaches. Yeah, 100%. And I think the cool thing is too that you said there's the mental management. That was the, that was the game changer, you know, like after going off and branching off and doing all these things, it was like, you really discover who you are as a person and then you come back and compete and you have this whole new mentality and it's like, okay, let's win this pageant, but this isn't my end all be all. And I think that that sounds like the shift that you made in your head as well. So can you explain that shift a little bit after you went to the Japan, you discovered more about yourself, you invested yeah. in these coaches, like where was your mindset going into this pageant even compared to, you know, previous years when you placed third runner up? Ooh totally different uh this year in general i mean for everybody it's been like a monumental life-changing year yeah. but i thought i would be going to miss usa like in the best mindset based on how i like always imagined it i was like if i go to miss usa i'll be the fittest i've ever been i'll be the most confident you know all of these things that i had envisioned for myself and i really really worked hard to become those things prior to ever stepping on stage at miss virginia usa this the year that i won this last year yeah and i was i was incredibly proud of who i had become and i knew at miss virginia usa when I was sitting in the top five, I really, really felt like no matter what happened, I had grown so much and I had so much to offer any job, not just Miss Virginia USA um, or career or whatever I was going to do next. It's like, I have so much to offer in general that I'm okay with whatever happens. I did win. And then obviously, you know, you, we started preparing for Miss USA and I had the craziest year of my life. Like 
I left my job because I was getting appearances in Miss Virginia USA. I got a part in an independent film and I was going to make the same amount of money that I was making at my nine to five job. And so I took this huge leap of faith and then COVID happened. And I was like, oh my gosh. Now I'm like jobless. Um, my car broke down, like literally couldn't get it out of the driveway. And my dad uh, got really sick. He was like on life support in a coma, spent weeks in the ICU. And I was like jobless, carless, and supposed to be living the best year of my life at Miss, like as Miss Virginia USA. And I was stuck at home in a crisis. And I was just like, what? This is the craziest year of my life. And there were so many days where I really thought like, this is the worst, this is the worst thing that could have happened. Like I couldn't have even imagined that this would be my life this year. And I kept telling myself, and I think this is because I had done so much with mental management with the coaches who just invested in me as a person and helped me develop my game plan. Um, just my, my, like my, my game plan, not my pageant game plan, but like for yeah. me, like what am I doing after pageantry? I had put so much work into all of that that I kept reminding myself that everything that I was going through was temporary and that my life is beautiful and it will be enjoyable again. I just have to like buckle down and figure out what I'm going to do right now until I can get to that point where like life is better. Like everything is temporary, the good and the bad. And I think having that men that mindset, that mentality going into this year, like was so healthy for me because it really was like the hardest year that I had ever been through personally. And if I hadn't been so strong mentally, I think it could have crushed me. Like, I think I could have even given up my title. Like that's how, that's how devastating certain days this year were for me. But I, I knew I had that inner strength within me and I just knew I had to persevere through it to get on the other side. And like, we're getting there. We're on the other side, mostly. <laughs> mostly. Good, good. It has. It's been such a trying year. And it sounds like you've had extra trying things on top of what the rest of the world is even going through too. So I just admire mm -hmm. you for persevering and pushing through and, you know, staying faithful, even in those days where you felt like crawling up in a ball and probably bawling your eyes out. And so, yeah. you know, persevering through those days and breaking through is just like it, it's a true testament to who you are and who your character is and then to be able to not only get through those days but publicly get through it and put on this front a little bit where it's not saying that you know you weren't being you but it's just like you have to you're a title holder you're representative for your state and mm -hmm. you know I remember days where I'd be crying and I'd have to walk out the doors and act like nothing was wrong you know, oh, yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things as a title holder to experience is exactly what you were just talking about, where, right. you know, you have those sad days, you have those rough days, and mm -hmm. the, the media, the outside world doesn't see that as much. They think your world is perfect because you have a crown, so why would you have a worry in the world? Exactly. And on top of that, you know, we had so much happening, like, civically in our world with race relations, with politics, like, so much was happening and I really felt like there was a pressure I mean obviously rightfully so like as the public figure as any title holder in the USA system you you have a duty to like advocate on behalf of people who need help or um just like you know being present even if it's via social media because of COVID and stuff like that I really felt this like massive pressure to put myself out there and still be like civically engaged and in a positive way. 
um, even if it was virtually, but I didn't share for the longest time any of what I was going through because I think because as a title holder, you do feel this pressure to, and I don't want it to sound like you have to make it appear perfect because I was, I did open up about it eventually once I kind of had a grasp on things and I was like, okay, like this is something I've been working through and I'm, I'm willing to share about it now. Um, but at the time, yeah, you're like, okay, I have to like put on my public figure face and be an advocate and be a positive influence in the community and like amplify the voices of people who need them to be heard right now. And so like, that was, that was definitely tough. I think every title holder goes through that just on your bad days in general. Oh my gosh. Most definitely. That's super inspiring too. And it's just, I love your, your authenticity and vulnerability with all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was kind of more towards the beginning of the year, towards the middle of the year. And then Miss USA was November, correct? Yeah, Beginning of November. It happened. <laughs> so yeah, so not too long ago, a little bit over a month ago. So yeah, having those experiences, and then you had to basically just get it together really quick because you had to go on stage. You're not saying that you had all the you know bad things happen. I'm sure there are a lot of beautiful parts too of 2020. Totally. But yeah getting everything it's to prepare for miss usa to go there and be on point for 10 days and you know or two weeks however long you guys were there for but um what was that experience like going to miss usa um did you have interviews in person or were they zoom interviews it was zoom interviews which was actually kind of nice because i imagine when you went to miss usa were you nervous like the whole week leading up to your interview Honestly, I really wasn't. My mindset going into Miss USA was a little bit different because, you know, a little bit what you said. It was like one person could win. And yes. there's only one shot at going to Miss USA. It's not like if you lose, you know, that's a warm up. Nope, you get one shot. So I went in there and it was just like, I'm going to have the time of my life. This is going to be the biggest party of my life. Like this is, this is it. And so I, I really went in there. I wasn't, of course, when it got time, I was nervous. Um, yeah, you know, on the nerves, but as a whole, I was living it up at Miss USA. I was having so much fun. That's the way to do it. Like that's my biggest piece of advice for every single person who ever goes to Miss USA. Enjoy it, have fun, like hang with your sisters. It yeah. is such a cool. That's the best part about Miss USA. Yeah. And oh, go ahead. Oh, oh no, I was just gonna say, and having the interview like out of the way, I think like ease the tension in the room for everybody because we're all like half or one third of the competition is behind us all we have to do now is like walk on stage like that's kind of the easy part it is and it isn't but we got to like just enjoy being there instead of thinking like okay who's got interviews today oh what questions did they ask like I think people get in their head and they want to know like oh is it really political is it really this the interviews like happened they were done and then we like got to enjoy a week and then we went to Miss USA it was like so cool so chill that actually is really cool. Now that I never thought of it that way, that probably was really, really awesome to get it out of the way. You know, I don't really feel like our interview was too far into the week. I want to say it was pretty close to the beginning because I don't even, I don't even remember it, but you know, when you're there, you're doing different events, different photo shoots, yeah. enjoy the escorts. I mean, it was it's great. <laughs> you can live in luxury for a while and then you have to go back to your real life. Exactly. That's, that's how it felt for sure. I was like, this is like a living a bit of a fantasy. It was definitely a lot different because of COVID, but it's still like, 
unlike anything I've ever gotten to do before. So that was very cool. And Miss Universe takes care of you like so well. I'm sure you know, like they do a really good job of making you feel special and loved and like celebrated throughout the week. So that was really awesome. All right, so I have to ask you, what are three words that you have if you could describe your Miss USA experience? Ooh, okay. I would say uncertain a little bit because nobody knew what was gonna happen unique and beautiful uncertain like unique and beautiful yeah i would say those are like the three words to describe probably like the arch of what happened because it was just like who knows what this is going to look like it was very different we were all in masks the whole time we had working groups so we couldn't be with everybody but i was super close to the girls that i was allowed to be around like my working group we all got so tight and then it ended up being really beautiful and and even when i said not placing i feel like i walked away and i was like i am i'm a boss i was like the fact that i got through this year and i was able to do that i'm like i got anything the world can throw at me at this point like it was very empowering to like finish the competition go home and be like okay like i did that and we got through everybody got through the most bizarre year ever yeah most definitely so i have to ask you what let's dive into the unique part what was super unique about miss usa that was just totally unexpected because we all have this idea before you know we go to miss usa and for some girls who are aspiring to go to miss usa where they're like oh my gosh i want to go to miss usa because and they have this big fancy idea what it what was it like for you was it exactly what you had imagined or was it something different it was totally different and I think that's a part of the piece of advice that I would give whoever wins Miss Virginia USA next, like when I get the chance to talk with her or anybody listening who goes, I think I would say kind of go in, uh, well, I would say go in with like very chill vibes. I feel like I catch those vibes from you too. Like yeah. I'm very laid back and I'm like, okay, things are going to get thrown at you like crazy this week. Like it's going to be schedule changes. Like you got to be, blam in 15 minutes and then you got to be ready for your interview in 30 and like it's just going to be all over the place so like be ready to adapt um the unique side i think just pertains to it being 2020 and like my family my family didn't come to miss usa because of everything that was going on with my dad and it just was safer for them at home so like that is not what I expected. Like I always thought my parents would be like screaming in the audience, but the audience was so small. So it was like very few people were in there anyways. Um, and we all, like I said, we were wearing masks. We had the working groups. Like it was just totally different than what you picture it to be. But I think keeping that in mind for anybody who goes in the future, just like keep your mind open because if you go in with an open mind and without like this vision of how it's going to be perfect for you then basically anything that happens you're if you can just adapt and go with the flow then you're going to enjoy the process and that was kind of the way i took things like i got really close to the girls that i was working with and we had so much fun like i remember being in like like laughing until I was crying with some of the girls and like those are the memories 
that truly mean the most from this entire year was like getting, first of all, to network with some of the most ambitious, incredible women across the entire country, but then like to sit with them and cry, laugh, because you're just having such a good time is equally a part of like the beautiful part and unique part of my experience. Oh, I love that. All the sisterhood feels coming back. (laughs) It's so awesome. Like it's such a crazy, bizarre thing. Like like truly 51 just accomplished and ambitious people yeah. are all in one spot and you guys want to see each other like succeed post Miss USA like we're always hyping each other up on Instagram <laughs> or yeah, TikTok or whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if you have a friend in every single state now that you could call up and then you, you're all in one room. That's the coolest thing about pageantry I think is that you're all like-minded and for so yeah. long I feel like you can feel so by yourself and alone in your own city or your own state sometimes. But then once you go to Miss USA, it was like, whoa, like we are all, like, I feel like I'm with my people finally. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Yeah, yeah, it's just a really, really cool experience. So as far as, I know we don't have platforms in the Miss USA, Miss Universe organization, but what was your, but you still have to have a mission, you know, community involvement, that sort of thing. What has been your mission? as Miss Virginia, Miss Virginia USA? So I kind of have two different avenues that I've been pursuing. So one is Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, which I've been doing for about two years now. I have a little sister, Charmaine, and we do outings together. Like we go bowling or to the mall. Uh, I will do like a scavenger hunt for her, like fun little things like that. Um, right now it's all virtual. So I pretty much have been doing like distance visits with her where I'll come see her for a bit. I usually don't go inside her house. We all wear masks and I'm like, sometimes it's been on her birthday or like holidays. I'm going to go for Christmas coming up and like bring her a Christmas gift. And um, her mom's going to like meet us somewhere and we're going to go bowling. So we're doing it very, very safely. And like, we're slowly getting back into um, like being in person, but I've worked with them with a lot of different things, just like uh, recruitment in general across Virginia I've done uh, their virtual night in, so like a big fundraising event that they did that was like COVID friendly for fundraising for them. Um, and just like kind of partnered with them via social media for any anything that we were doing like fundraiser wise, I was like, okay, anything that I raise, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, because it's such a great organization. Um, but like my personal kind of mission that I've kind of taken on myself, it's called Media That Matters. and. As a film major in college, I was always doing projects that to me were meaningful. I look back and I'm like, oh, some of these were awful. But to (laughs) me, they were like meaningful projects where I was like trying to do something really positive or write stories about like strong female lead characters. Like that was always my mission in doing film is to empower other people to like be their best self. And so as Miss Virginia, I started to do like a Media That Matters series, which like it being virtual, it kind of worked out perfectly because I could bring people onto Instagram Live and just interview them about what they're doing in the community or amplify their voice in some way. So it ended up being a virtual world. So sent it was like, okay, this kind of go, goes hand in hand. But even after I give up my title, I hope to really like grow in Media That Matters and doing in-person kind of like documentary style pieces. And I've got a handful that I was able to accomplish in the last two years, but I would love to like dive headfirst 
into going that route um, after COVID is over and I can really be out in the community like interviewing people again. Yeah, oh my gosh. And for right now, we just have to do exactly what we're doing right now, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's all we can do. And, and it's not bad. Like it's, it's great. Cause like, if not, we wouldn't be connecting with people across the country from us. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Well, that's awesome. So I have to ask you because Miss USA girls, pageant girls in general, when you get, especially when you get to that Miss USA level, like you're a dreamer, right? Like you have audacious goals, you have audacious dreams. <laughs> I know that yeah. about you in the short period of time that we've been talking. So I have to ask you, if you could choose any career, okay. what would it be? What would be um, your dream job? My dream job is to be a documentary filmmaker, traveling the world, exploring and exposing human rights issues. Like that mm. is the dream job for me. I don't know who's going to give it to me or if I'm just going to like create it myself. Create it, girlfriend. <laughs> that's the route I'm kind of going right now hey you got to create it that's awesome whoa that's that's super powerful I can't thank wait you know if I can help you in any way I'm behind you 100% we're in it together for thank sure. you I appreciate that <laughs> that's really cool so well I know you've already gave gave like a ton of great advice for aspiring queen title holders what would you say to this next class of you know, 2021 here, I know some have been crowned, but not all the girls yet for the state. So what would you say to these aspiring title holders that are competing this year in the crazy times, the mask with <laughs> the Zoom interviews, what to expect and any tips for them? Yeah, I would say, I would say don't expect anything. I would say like, just go with the flow. That's my, one of my best pieces of advice because I think this past year we had no clue. We didn't even know when Miss USA was going to be like, we were waiting around for months to like, is this going to happen? So I would say go with the flow. And, um, I would say not don't have high expectations. Absolutely have high expectations. It's going to be amazing, but don't have specifics. Like it may look very different the way you're competing with masks or virtual interviews, uh, whatever it might be. It might, it might just look different than you have always pictured it. Um, and I would say like, enjoy the process and like truly look around you and lean into those women. If it's at your state level or at the national level, like there are so many amazing women in this industry in general. And I think there's always that stigma of like pageant girls, not being friendly or being catty or whatever. And I've had very few of those experiences and so many more positive ones with women who are just like, how can I, like you just said, however I can help you achieve your dream, like, let me know, because I'm on this path with you. And that's the majority of how, like the interactions I've had with girls in this industry. So lean into that, like embrace it at a state level and figure out how you can help the girl next to you achieve her dreams and vice versa. Because Miss USA is not the, the end of the road. It's just the beginning for some people and some people will never go. So like, if you don't, if you don't make it there or if you do, like, don't see that as the final destination. Like that is just the beginning, win or lose. Oh, so true. That's exactly what I coach my winner's circle program is how can you use pageantry is just a stepping stone to your next mm -hmm. success in your ultimate career. That's why I love asking you what your biggest dreams are because I just <laughs> love helping people create those. And just using your experience, you know, as a stepping stone 
to your larger purpose in life. So I love that advice though. Go with the flow, ladies. 2021 pageant girls, go with the flow. And it's so true because there's so many state pageants just from coaching girls that I've heard that they're going from like three-day pageant to a one-day pageant. Yeah, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so go with the flow. flow. (laughs) Hashtag 2021. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Susie, for coming on today. This has been so much fun talking to you and one of these days, hopefully we'll get to meet in person and maybe share a glass of wine or coffee sometime. Help me in. I am, I am so there. I can't wait till, the, till that day can happen. <laughs> I know. Me too. Well, hopefully you uh, can keep in touch. And I just appreciate you taking the time to do this. And congratulations on Miss Virginia USA and your success at Miss USA, Miss USA as well. I know you're making a huge impact in this world. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. This was so fun. And I will talk with you soon. All righty, girl. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for listening to It's Breakthrough Time podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends on social media, subscribe, and review on iTunes. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable.